my cup. Think we are better, must the sea clean for them top. Get me kings of Welcome to Kill Me Now with Judy Gold. I am your host, Judy Gold, and we have a very special episode this week. I was in Los Angeles in May to be a part of the Netflix is a Joke Festival, and it was a cavalcade, cavalcade of comedians. That's where I shot my uh, standout special uh, with all the other great LGBTQ plus comedians, and... uh, I had the opportunity to sit at the pool at the W Hotel and interview a couple of comics who I just adore, Chris Mancini and James Mattern. And I hadn't seen Chris in a while because he's one of these comics that we just, we went on the road together. And that's a bond you'll always have, even if you don't see the person for 10 years. And James Mattern is one of my favorite comedians in New York City. He's one of the best hosts, MCs, there is, which is, as I've mentioned multiple times, the hardest job and the most important job on a show. So I got to um, speak with Chris, and then James came by, and we had a delightful conversation. So I hope you enjoy. By the way, if you're near Cape Cod, I begin my shows this weekend, the 24th and 25th at the Art House, and then again the following weekend. And I'd love to see you there. But just sit back. Relax. I don't know why I say that. Sit back, relax. Like anyone is sitting back and relaxing while they listen to my voice. You know what I mean? The most non-relaxing voice in the entire world. Anyway, do what you're doing. And I hope you enjoy. Okay. This is an extra special episode of Kill Me Now. Because first of all, I don't have my bell. But I'm going to do my bell. I have a Bell app. Now, Chris, I don't know if you've ever listened to my podcast. I I doubt it because no one ever fucking listens to anyone else's podcast. (laughs) We're up up at the pool at the W Hotel. It's pretty nice. It is. Chris, you live here. Yes, I do. I live in the hotel. I'm like the Phantom of the Opera. I just kind of haunt it. That is so, that is fantastic. They saved me a seat by the uh, pool. And we're both hot. You know, it's it's amazing. (laughs) There's my, my bell. Yeah. Um, it's amazing because Chris and I have known each other. How, when did we meet? Uh, it had to be t- over 20 years ago, at least. Yes. Comedian, writer, producer, podcaster, author, director, father, man. Yeah. yeah man, cool. woman, television. Yeah, what yeah. was the thing? Chris Mancini is yeah. here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Chris Thanks. Mancini, we're on the we're on the deck of the pool at the W Hotel in Hollywood, and you know it's the Netflix is a joke festival right now. Mm-hmm. This isn't. I mean, it already started. Apparently, all the cool people haven't arrived because I'm here today. You know, know what I mean? I, and I'm not one of the cool people. I used to be one of the cool people in the nineties. We just walked by the pool. It's, it's all cool people. Okay, so Chris and I just walked by the pool, and here's the deal. I'm 59, Chris. You're supposed to say you look great, asshole. Yeah, you look great, asshole. <laughs> it's not fucking funny. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we come up here and it's like, I used to live here in the 90s. You know, I used to be mm-hmm. one of these people who would sit by the pool. So we walk in and everyone has a good body. Everyone's in show business. 
And then I see this really hot woman in the pool. I know. It's like walking into Westworld. Yeah. It is. It's pretty much. And there's a woman in the pool, hot, and she's talking to a gray-haired man, fat. So I'm going to go with wealthy on the gray-haired fat man. Oh, yeah. I mean, I could never. Could you ever be with someone for the money? No. uh Uh-uh. Unless it was a lot. Like, how much is a lot? I don't know. I haven't figured out the number. But I, uh, you know what? Nah, probably not. Because you know what the thing about money is? You spend it, you get everything you want, then you're bored for the next 40 years. Uh, no. No. That's not true. <laughs> okay. Um, I want. This is how, how much money I want to have, mm-hmm. um, Chris. I want to have enough money where I never have to think about money. Like, if I want something, I buy it. Sure. If, you know, I don't ever, I don't need to be a billionaire. I don't need that. I just don't ever want to have to think about it or worry about it. Yes. You want that kind of detachment and freedom of, like, right. I'm going to buy whatever I want. It's, it's, if, whether it's a yacht or an extra coffee, it right. doesn't matter. Exactly. Yes. It doesn't it. matter what it is. <laughs> that was my mother. Now, Chris, <laughs> you have had a very boring life. I mean, you grew True. up in Havertown, Pennsylvania, then yes. you moved to Westchester in fourth mm-hmm. grade. Fourth grade, moving and fourth... Don't look at my notes. Okay. Fourth grade, <laughs> moving in fourth grade, Chris, mm-hmm. is not good. No, it's not great. It's but it's like... But it's not horrible. It's it's nine years old, right? About that, yeah. So you have no friends from prior to fourth grade, do you? That you still keep in touch with? On Facebook, yeah. I think I have one. From what grade? First, second, first, third? Yes. All, all the way through. First, second, and third. Because that was... Uh, uh, the and what does that person too. do? Um, no idea. Right. <laughs> Not friends. Okay. You went to Temple University. Yes. Um, were you there with Bill Cosby? I was not. No. <laughs> he does, he's so much younger. God, I'm so not funny in L.A. I'm so much funnier in New York. Um, so you went to Temple yes. um, and you studied communications, correct? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go with huge nerd in high school. No. Really? Oh, wait. No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> so what? We're talking Dungeons and Dragons nerd. Right. So mm-hmm. you were the nerd that, now, did you get teased? Did you get bullied? No, that's the interesting thing. I um, I was um, pretty good at talking. So the bully actually played D&D with us. <laughs> so, so we became friends. So yeah. y- Okay, I'm very fascinated by this because as someone who was called Bigfoot and Sasquatch every day of my life, Bigfoot, Sasquatch, Orca, Mm -hmm. every day of my fucking life. I mean, look at me. I'm so hot. Um, I I always am fascinated with bullying because the bullies never remember. Mm -hmm. You know, they're like, I did. And it's like, and you remember every fucking thing. So how did you deal with, how did you approach the bully? It was a, I, I was a little lucky in the, uh, the high school. It wasn't really as clicky as a lot of other high schools were, but it was the kind of thing where like you would go to parties, those people would go to certain parties, other people would go to certain parties. And then um, it was like a gradual process where we just started kind of talking and hanging out. And then, uh, and then it got to the point where, oh, you want to play Dungeons and Dragons, came over, played, and then made sure, look, don't tell anybody I'm doing this. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> don't tell anyone I'm hanging yeah. out with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, fuck you. Yeah, but that's progress. <laughs> right. And you took it and you were like, were you excited? There's the hot woman. Yeah. See how hot she is? Look at that woman. Everyone turn around. Look at that ass. 
that hair. She's like perfect. Yeah, yeah. She is with a 90-year-old fat fucking disgusting. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> Okay, so do you feel like you had just a normal suburban childhood and did you have siblings? Uh, yes. And I had one uh, brother. I still have had, I have one brother. <laughs> Older or younger? I'm going to sneeze. Younger. Uh, six years <laughs> younger. Bless you. So, oh, shit. And you look great, by the way, for your age. Is it too late? Can I not do it now? Well, I feel like you doing it now is, it's like, <laughs> took you that long to yeah. say, think, oh my God, she's going to be dead soon. Yeah. Wait, there's the guy. There's the guy with the woman. <laughs> like she's attracted to him. Isn't that the guy from those uh, liquor commercials? The most most interesting man in the world. I don't know. I, like we just guy. were doing yeah. this, so we the, yeah. so the listeners feel like they're in LA with us. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so you have a younger brother who's yes. six years younger. Was he cool? He was, but it, you know, when you have that much of an age difference, you don't really hang right. out as much. Right. So he didn't have up. to clean up your shit. Like no. Oh, no. oh that's Chris's <laughs> brother. Chris is such a fucking weirdo. Yeah, so he no. didn't. So was he like more in the not Dungeon and Dragons, but more, you know, football or music he, he, or he whatever. was he was definitely into uh, other things. Yeah, he didn't he didn't get, he didn't get the D and D bug that I. So that you he, do you get along with him? Yes. Mm-hmm. And you're Italian. Yes. It, both parents Italian. Both parents Italian. Wow. Mm-hmm. Food growing the, up the royal flesh. Yeah, yeah it's uh, uh, the food was as expected. Very basic East Coast Italian food. Spaghetti. Really? Uh, meat sauce. Balls, now, sauce, yeah. I had a, I grew up in an Italian Jewish neighborhood. Mm-hmm. The sauce is very important. Oh, it's, no, it's the heart, not of the meal, of the family. Right. Yeah. So everyone has their own sauce. And one time, I had this friend in high school. And one time, you know, he came out to me as gay, okay? Mm-hmm. And then that was the hardest thing he ever ever had to do. And the second hardest thing was he, and he made me swear on my life. He couldn't believe he was telling me it was such a secret that his mother for her sauce as the base used ragu. And it was like, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm telling you. Like it was like the same as coming out. Oh, you would get the Italian version of shunning for that. Right. For sure. Yeah. Now, did your mother use a prego or a ragu, or did she get the tomatoes? She actually didn't um, make the sauce that much. My mom didn't really cook that much. However, my yes. grandmother, unbelievable. Oh, really? Unbelievable. It was like everything from scratch. We had the... Um, Whose mother is that? Your that's father's? my father's mom. Yeah. yeah. Chicken Parmesan, but also veal cutlets, but oh. super, super old school where she would actually soak them in milk overnight to get them like extra tender pizzelles red okay that is so not kosher but (laughs) wait let me just press my bell i i I do i bring a bell every time i say something jewy but yeah then keeps there we go your grandmother must have been hated your mother for not cooking is (laughs) that true found it a little odd like uh like like she probably yelled at your father what are you marrying her for she doesn't cook so you're you're never gonna eat yeah so when my grandmother would come and visit she would literally cook for like almost the entire time and your did your mother hate it or liked it uh well it was less my mom had to do so i think she she might have complained but i think she secretly liked it 
That's fascinating. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, my mother and grandmother cooked um, together a lot. Okay, mm-hmm. so you grew up, nothing major happened to you as a child that was no. traumatic. I mean, I did some research on you. Yeah. Very normal. Well, I was in an airplane crash, but other than that, no, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, you you moved to L.A. in your mid-20s. Yes, I lived in Philly. You went, yeah, you lived in Philly. That's where you went to college with Bill Cosby. Yes. What do you think <laughs> of the fact that they have disavowed the serial rapist predator? Uh, I'm for it. Yeah, I am I for think, it too. Yes. And, but wasn't he like the graduate of Temple? Here's the thing, like for the PR, Temple. for that the PR, the <laughs> for the PR, it was always like, oh, uh, you know, Bill Cosby, Temple and stuff. But if, when you went to Temple, it was not a big deal. It was an honorary degree. Nobody cared. So it was more for like, you know, the PR of outside right. of Temple that it meant anything. And plus he gave them a lot of money. So, yeah. and But uh, not as much as the women that he <laughs> raped while they were unconscious. He gave them more money. You are pretty much a professional nerd. Yes. And comedians, although people think we're cool, we are all fucking nerds. But you've taken the nerddom to a whole other level. Now, I've certainly tried things that fascinate me about you. One thing you directed and produced soap operas. Is that correct? I wrote them. So you wrote them. Mm -hmm. And this this is um, an interview that I read. And they said you directed and produced it. (laughs) Um, Which soap operas did you read? And what the I mean, did you write? And what the fuck? (laughs) I I wrote on Port Charles which was a spin-off of General Hospital. Oh my god, I <laughs> do, I loved General Hospital so much when I was mm-hmm. in high school. I was or uh yeah, high school and then college cuz Luke and Laura got married my freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. And it was like the big I can't fucking believe I watched this stupid fucking soap opera, but I actually appeared on a couple of soap operas. Mhm. And I used to think they made so much money because, you know, the actors would make like $3,000 a day or something like that. Right. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I, I'm still kind of like, oh, my God, that's fine with me. But mm-hmm. what? how the fuck do you write a soap opera? And they have to learn those fucking lines. Oh, yeah. Overnight. Yeah. It's literally it's a it's an assembly line. Right. Really, because you have a show that you're producing literally every single day. So they have um, a large team of writers. And right. they cut the job. Like how many writers are in a, and is there a writer's room? There is, but it's, there's like multiple writer's room because you have what are called breakdown writers and they actually kind of break down the story. And then you have what I was, I was a dialogue writer. I would get the break. Oh my God, you wrote the dialogue? I just wrote so dialogue. So there was the breakdown, like, yeah. which is, is when you write for TV, you always mm-hmm. write an outline right. for every episode. That's the hardest thing to do mm-hmm. is to you know, write the outline, what is going to happen right. with specifics mm-hmm. in an episode. Then you write the dialogue. Yeah. And then there's the rewriting or was it? Yeah. Then there, there's rewriting, but sometimes it's such an assembly line where the head writers, whatever, you don't even rewrite. They do the rewrites for you. And I got the job, speaking of being a nerd, is I was uh, temping at the ABC lot. I was doing tech support. And I oh was my in the, God, uh, <laughs> you're the fucking IT guy? I was. What the fuck? Many years ago, and I was oh in the head writer's God. office. Wait, 
wait a minute. You who? So you worked at ABC as the tech I was person. A, like, whose computer did you fix? Yeah. Well, that's uh, like any famous people computer computers or no. It was all like you know the producers and behind the scenes oh, because the famous okay, people go. aren't gonna have um, the okay. computer sitting there. But I was uh, fixing the head writer's computer, and I said, "Are you looking for writers?" She goes, "I'm always looking for writers. Send me a uh, script." So I sent them a Grace Under Fire spec. Remember? Oh uh, yes, and I was. <laughs> A lot of people are going to be surprised too. I was the maid of honor at Brett's wedding. Yeah. She asked me on the way there. But yes, I was the maid of honor at Brett Butler's wedding. Okay. And so you, did you write on Grace Under Fire? You had just no, written a spec script. it was just script. a spec. And uh, she loved it. And then they hired me, but they put me on what's called a writing trial. So you're- How many weeks is that? It was about, I think, four to six weeks. Yeah. And then, but I was also still- temping and doing the computer support until an executive at ABC realized it and said, why are we paying him twice? Because <laughs> I would be in my office, the IT office, writing the scripts for Port Charles. So they had me leave the computer job. You got rid of writing. the IT job? Yes. And I was writing. And then um, the trial was over and then they hired me full time. Wait, the did they... Did you write any IT um, dialogue like I didn't, in the no. like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. I want to fuck you, but my computer's broken. Yeah. You know, nothing. OK. And it was the best hiring and firing of any job I've gotten in Hollywood. Was this your first job when you got here? Like, how old were you when you were doing this? I was probably mid to late 20s. It wasn't my first job, but it was my first union writing job. OK. Yeah. And you're right. Like. How do you write fucking dialogue? Like, what were your women? You're writing like yes. middle aged women. Like, yep. mm -hmm. they gave me what? Well, they gave you they give you about like fifty scripts to read. <laughs> so eventually, you, oh, I would have killed kinda, myself. You kind of yeah. get the idea of like what they're looking for. Right. And uh, but this is what helped me, and then what got me in trouble. Um, the head writer said that look, when you write a script, I want it to be you. I want you to put your voice in it. So when I read your script. I don't even need to look at the name on the script. I need, I'll, I'll know it's yours. So I said, okay. So I kind of put like, made it a little funnier, made a little bit more fun dialogue. And, you know, that went on for uh, months. And then the head writer gets fired. Who he, was the head writer? Uh, Lynn Latham. Mm -hmm. is, uh, she got fired. And, Lynn Latham. Yeah. And then the EP brings me in and says, look, we're not renewing your contract because your writing has a distinct voice. We don't want to hear it. We want all the writing to sound the same. So I got hired and fired for the same wait, reason. Wait, Okay. <laughs> Let's review. You get hired by Lynn. Yes. Does she have a crush on you? So I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> Lynn hires you. Mm -hmm. You do the trial thing. Yeah. And you have a unique voice. Yes. And then Lynn gets fired. Mm-hmm. And then they bring you in and say, we're firing you. Yeah. They clean house of all the writers she hired. Uh -huh. That's the first time that's ever happened in Hollywood. I've never heard of that <laughs> yeah. uh, before. Um, also, I'm looking at a topless woman now. Um, now we all turned around. Yeah, yeah. So she's putting on her. That's not a topless woman. Oh, it is. Oh, it's a trans person. Mm. Hi. Yeah. Oh, God. Everyone cancel me. <laughs> I only saw the ass. OK. And I thought it was a woman. And by the way, I get misgendered all the fucking time. I want I got here. I was at flagship American Airlines, I walk up to the gate and the woman at the gate says, thank you for flying with us, Mr. Gold. And usually I will misgender them back and say, mm -hmm. oh, you're welcome, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but I said, Mr. Gold, like seriously? Yeah. 
Like, they don't even look at you. They just see a large person. Hey, everyone. You know, one of my favorite things in life, if not my most favorite thing in life, which, yeah, it's arguably my most favorite thing in life besides my kids, and is food and eating. Eating is my favorite activity. And eating is better and easier with Factor. Factor, I'm telling you, I tried their stuff. It is delicious. It is great. It is high quality. And they are, when I say ready to eat meals, they're ready to eat in two minutes. They're not frozen. They're never frozen. They're chef crafted, dietitian approved, and literally you heat them for two minutes. Every week you have over 35 options to choose from. They have Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, Keto, I Just Did Chef's Choice, 60 or more add-ons that you can stay fueled up. They had these juice shots that were incredible. These are restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat when you are ready to eat. That's it. And they're really good. Elisa loved them too. There's no prep. There's no mess. I've tried a lot of these different kinds of meals. Factor is amazing and so convenient. It's so great to get home from a long day of like schlepping around and knowing you have this delicious meal waiting for you in the refrigerator that takes two minutes to heat up. And you can pause, you can reschedule your deliveries at any time. It is a great solution for those nights and days that you're looking for fast, great, delicious options with no cooking required, okay? And Factor is less expensive than takeout. So what are you going to do? Because I'm telling you, you have to believe me, I never lie, Factor is amazing. You're going to head to Factor Meals, F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S, dot com slash Judy Gold 50, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, five zero, okay? Judy Gold 50. And use code J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, Judy Gold 50, to get 50% off. That's code Judy Gold 50 at factormeals.com slash Judy Gold 50 and get 50% off. It's worth it. You're welcome. This Latham woman gave you your first writing job yes. and you got fired for having a unique voice. But what did you, can you just tell me like some of the dialogue you wrote and what was your, why was your voice unique? Were you, I, I didn't think it was that like crazy. I mean, again, it's a soap opera, right? I'm not, you know, writing crazy right. dialogue, but right. uh, I think cause I put a few more jokes in and I put like, uh, um, like a couple things that were like, like, like here's the other thing too, is the, the plots, as you know, for soap opera, are literally like a puzzle you have to figure out. Right. It's like there's a serial killer in Port Charles. And, right. you know, they um, they escape. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe they don't want to build any more sets because where does the serial killer that escapes in Port Charles go? Back to Port Charles. Right. So, so we can kind of continue that. Do you story. know what's, I mean, you know the arcs of the storylines, or do you? Yes. They give that stuff in They advance. say we're going to mm. get the killer, right, the murderer, right. and mm-hmm. it's going to be blank, and you know that like two years in advance. Yeah, yeah. And was it fun, or was it just so it much was, work? It was both. It was a lot of work, but it was super fun, because then the other thing they decided, too, is that the uh, this was way before COVID, 
Well, the dialogue writers, you guys don't really need to be at the meetings. Why don't you just work from home and email your scripts? Oh, my God, that's great. That's like pre-pandemic. Yeah, Yeah. and I I did it on the road, too. Like, I, you know, you and I might have been doing a show when I would go into the hotel room and then just write a Port Charles script. And I'd be like, Chris, let's go get something to eat. And you'd be like, I can't. I'm writing a fucking soap opera. Yeah. You wrote a book. Yes. Long ago and far away. You've Mm -hmm. written many books. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and you did an, a documentary called Earbuds yes. about podcasting. Mm-hmm. Your goal, you as a kid. Hi, James. Do you know Chris? Chris, we're, James? Yeah, we haven't seen each other in a while, but yeah. <laughs> That's my my boy right there. Do you want to get on? I didn't know what was going I don't know. I usually interview one person at a time, but I'm doing a whole, like, I'm being different. I'm so James, James Mattern is here. He's just walked in. James, I love James Mattern, an excellent comedian, new album coming out called well, Check Spot. Well, the album's out. The special's coming out June 3rd, baby. June oh, it's a special. But 3rd. it was an album. It was an album. We slow rolled it. And uh, yeah, eventually it'll be a letter and a book and whatever, man. You got to repurpose. Yeah. I'm getting so much mileage out of I one know. weekend's work. Yeah. It's you know the best. what's amazing? That's is America. That I am, for this festival, doing jokes I did in the 80s. Oh, word. Because I think they'll be really relevant right now. <laughs> With everything you know? going on? Yeah. And retro's hot right now. Right, retro's really hot. I'm gonna wear. I'm gonna wear an outfit from the '80s. Let's talk what are you about gonna this wear? Pac-Man. I don't know. Shoulder pads. Yeah, you know? yeah. let's bring I'm gonna that cut back. my hair short, really short, mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna do jokes about you know what bring, did I talk about when I was bring there? the curl back. Yeah, right? I can bring it's Judy's show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so so Chris wrote this book. Okay. I don't know if you're into comics. He's into okay. graphic novels. Absolutely. And one of the worst days of my life is when Comixology changed their format two months ago and I had to stop reading comic books in the morning at a 40, as a 44-year-old man. Yeah. I love comic books. So, yes. Now, oh, awesome. uh, you wrote this book. There's many themes. Lost in hopelessness. There's all this negative, but then you know, about someone losing the enthusiasm to live and they get this job at a comic book store. Is that... Yeah, yes, it's, and it mm-hmm. and revisits. This is a theme I think all comics have. They revisit their childhood love or the yes. thing that that made them happy in their childhood. Mm-hmm. I believe that great comics are children. In, in deep, like I think Gilbert was such a fucking child. I believe that those, you know, the the hopelessness and the lost enthusiasm, and then living in a fantasy world or just laughing and you know it's such a coping mechanism so uh, the both of you are very into comic strips (laughs) which i used to read when i was a kid but i find them it's a really it's an interesting genre because it is like this culty little side right and and it could be whatever you want. Like, it's a medium. Like, you could have, uh, like, one of the things I was doing with Long Ago and Far Away is, well, comics could be, I thought, a lot funnier to make right. a long story and about a, uh, a guy who went into a fantasy world as a kid, like Narnia books, and uh, saved the world from the witch queen. Right. But then, now, what happens when he's 30 and he's an asshole and he runs a comic book store right. and he has to go back in that world again as an adult? But he uh, figured out that, like, oh, wait. What have I lost? What am I trying to regain? And it's right. that childlike wonder that, uh, you know, as we get older, that we kind of lose sight of. 
So, and it's funny you mentioned Comixology because we tried to get it on there, but it's gone. So, it, I, what I, is I, Comixology? So it, it was the, a, a gift from the heavens in the middle of the pandemic. Is yes. I wanted to order a graphic novel because I was stuck in my buddy's uh, yeah. house in Vegas, just losing my banana. And I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll get this comic. And then like, they, they give you an option on Amazon. You can spend like eight bucks and get it digitally. Then you could do like a monthly thing and get a bunch of free ones. Right. So that's how I started my day. And then one day they changed. I'm like, hey, we just changed. This is better. You can't read anything. It, yeah. it's, it's it's horrible. And if you mm -hmm. just Google comics, all change, you'll see more hatred than people have towards <laughs> Russia invading Ukraine, yeah, yeah. towards DeSantis, yeah. towards uh, the Supreme Court now. It was some of the most <laughs> unbelievable vile I've ever seen. It was like, how dare you? Now I can't finish fables. You're a right. motherfucker. Right. Was, yeah. And I was one of them. Uh, yeah. And I might write an extra one after this. Because I was trying to like, you know, as we were getting the comic up there, I'm like, okay, well, wait, now, oh, now it has to be under Kindle. So oh. now it's, uh, so Long Far Away is up, but it's under Kindle now instead of uh, um, uh, Comixology. You know, the Comixology, the platform that all the comics readers wanted to use? Yeah, that's... Yeah, so, <laughs> so, Judy, so wait, is it is it still functioning or... Barely. It's rolled under to Kindle and Amazon now because Amazon bought Comixology years ago. And, that's shocking. They bought a lot of stuff, and huh? could Yeah, wow. is that weird? That's so weird. Yeah. And, and they Wacky. couldn't figure out what to do with it. Right. So they're like, well, first we'll, you know, we'll make sure it's not functional. That's the first thing they did. And you, then they, they ruined it. You can't... <laughs> close up like pictures or the bubbles. So if you got oh, 44 year old eyes, you're like, what did he, what did that raccoon just say? Right. Yeah, it's crazy. All right. What do you think the similarities to comics, comic strips mm -hmm. and stand up? I think, I think it is that a strip is like a bit. Don't you think? Like if you write, they are. Know? Yeah. Well, the strips, like the strips were a joke was, was cause a lot of them were three panels, right? Right, on the and weekdays. that's a bit. That's it, a or is it one joke or is it was, a? Yes, it was set up. You're talking about like Sunday comics where it's like a couple, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. and then okay, so that's that, and then you have this is what I find fascinating: mm -hmm. satire in comic strips. You know, like the Charlie Hebdo, which you know, I feel like that visual element of a comic strip and. The fact that it's easier, like I think with anim animation too, like it's easier to talk about a subversive topic if the person's animated it's or, smoother. right, or Absolutely. in a comic strip. But it's like, it's it's visual and audio, even though it's not, I don't know. I, this is, I, it's just like, I feel like it is a genre of comedy. They're not all comic because there's graphic novels that are serious, right. like Mouse and, but it's a skill I don't have. Like you have to, ha you know, you have to think a certain way. It's a, it's a visual, more of a visual medium. And like, cause I've, I've done some directing. Like I, I saw the panels and comic strips as like almost like storyboards and to put them together. But the one thing that's hard is comedy to do right. in those panels. It's actually easier to do action and drama and all those things. But do you think it's easier to write a joke and tell it on stage than to put it in those panels? For, you know what? No, I don't actually. Oh, really? I, I so think it's, it's more difficult. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, and uh, one of the things I tried to do is when I was translating and learning how to do comics as I was writing is putting in things like the stuff that we use in stand-up, like pregnant pauses right. oh, yeah, yeah. and the pacing. And to do that, right. you have to play around with the panels that have like maybe a deadpan panel or, you know, break up the dialogue. Right, because it's all about the timing. Yeah, to get that timing that you get on stage that, you know, you, you, have you don't have You have to do that panel. visually. Right. Mm-hmm. 
It's and and your and how did your book do? Is it doing great? Yeah, it's doing well. We actually just re-released it. Um, and uh, oh, that's so, like yeah. a James Matter. <laughs> Let's just mm-hmm. keep it rolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just re- <laughs> repackage it exactly keep going yeah and then and it's uh people can get it on the website or on all digital <laughs> like uh drive through comics uh com- i almost said comicsology kindle <laughs> yeah like, we're gonna fix it we're gonna yeah. make some deals in the next few days i'm yeah. gonna get some real grip of money and i'm yeah. buying that son of a bitch and changing it. that would be great if someone could do it. i want purpose in my life comedy in itself i need more but um but i'll tell you guys like um i'll send you copies Really? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Now, you started doing stand-up in your late teens. Yes. At Temple? When I was going to college, I was going to film school, and I was doing stand-up there and in local clubs. Yeah, but I started probably uh, um, a couple of years before. I did, like, a comedy contest at, you know, at a community college. Right. And then I, I won. You know, there was three people. That right. Did, but uh, <laughs> And then I, I started kind of branching out from there. Like, I would do stand-up as I would uh, go to school. You, James. Yes, Judy. You've been doing stand-up for 21 years. Huh? Oh, yeah. You're crazy. And you're 44. 44. So you started when you were 23. And unlike Chris Mancini, you did not have, have an idyllic childhood in Pennsylvania. Well, no, no, no. I grew up in Vegas. I know. Well, I'm oh, saying oh, online. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm on God. no sleep, Judy. What the fuck? I almost missed my flight, too. So this is Why? For- Why did you almost miss your <laughs> flight? Because I overslept there. I got three hours of sleep when I'm supposed to get two. Uh, it's another story. Wait. What time was your flight this morning? Uh, 8.29. My From alarm- JFK? Yeah, my alarm went off at 5.49, but for some reason was silenced. And at 6.25, I woke up. And I don't know if you ever saw that episode of Larry Sanders where Hank misses his own um, restaurant opening. That's what it felt like. It's like, turn it back, turn it back. Like well, I was like, I'm not I've gonna had make that it. happen yeah. where I've looked at the clock and been like, no, fuck. No. Everyone's, ha- have you ever had that? Well, yeah, I was just thinking, did you take an extra hour to type stuff in about comicsology on Reddit? Is that, that kind of that, what that's happened? That's what kept me up. Yeah. That's what caused the problem. <laughs> Wait, did you work last night? I did work. Yeah, because you're a mental case like me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can't take a night off. I know. Yeah. Um, it's, you'll it's learn crazy. how to do that when you get to be my age. And then <laughs> you, um, what airline did you fly? Uh, JetBlue. Uh, from JFK? Yes. Which was very, even better than it was three weeks ago when I flew on it. It was just portals and good movies. I watched Goodwill Hunting and cried like a, like a child. You did? Just. You don't sleep on the plane? I slept a little bit and then I started. I uh, Were you in first class or mint? I, I was the opposite of mint. I was okay. in sour, wherever the fuck <laughs> okay. that would be. I was like hanging on the wing. Um, but, um. I slept for like an hour and then I do like every week I force myself to make a playlist because it makes me sharp. So I'm like a psychopath going, this song doesn't work here. This song will work. And then I decided to watch Goodwill Hunting and I'm probably 130 pounds now because I just tiered water weight. Just like- Now was uh, anyone sitting next to you? There was a- Gap Matt Damon sitting next to you. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Minnie Driver was yeah, there. Yeah. She appreciated yeah. that. I love the scope of her acting still. Um, there was a dude uh, who seemed very nice, but then I found out uh, that he lives in Staten Island. I'm like, oh, if he would have saw me crying, he would have called me a bitch. Wait, yeah. so, but yeah. there was a, the middle seat was not taken. Thank, thank whatever's up there. If there now, yeah. do you lean, when you get on a plane? Yeah. Okay, first of all, as someone who's been doing this since before both of you were born, how old are you? 53. Okay, before James <laughs> I had was to born. check. That's, um, that's the age I'm at. Wow. I have to think You're about You're 53? Yeah. You look good. Good, thank Bubba's. you. I'm 59. Okay. Anyway. You, you look great. You look great. Thanks. Buddy. I'm sorry. Did I mention I was 59? <laughs> You're doing great. Um, yeah. Anyway, 
as comedians who travel, I am so fucking anal about, okay, so I will book, I don't know if you do any of this. I book the flight. I then go on seatguru.com. Do you know this? No. I don't. You put in, I've been doing this for 20 something years or however long SeatGuru has been around. I can't believe I'm giving up this. Wow. This, hack? um, you go into SeatGuru, you put the name of the airline, the date and the flight number, and it gives you a map of the plane and it tells you details about every fucking seat. There are seats with a green, they're green. Those are the seats you want to sit in. There's yellow, which means beware. And there's red, which means don't fucking sit here. And, I do that. I pick the flight. I go on SeatGuru. I can't believe I'm giving up my secret. I go on SeatGuru.com. I put in the flight number and that's how I pick my seat. And it'll say something like, you know, too many people are going to walk by you. The um, okay. There's half of a window, not a full window. Uh-huh. You're right by the um, where they prepare the food. You're blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. This, you know, this is two inches this way. This doesn't go. It, it has every. So, so that's what makes it red. Stuff. Yeah. The red is like, yeah, by the bathroom or mm. li- it's going to be loud. They make coffee back there. I mean, it's, it's uh, like a scouting report. It's, yes. It is. And I've been using that. I can't believe I'm. This is amazing. Eight twenty one c is a low ball hitter. It, uh, you want to throw a lot of breaking change ups. Yeah. Yeah. I can't this believe you. Did, so, yeah. So seekguru.com. Wow. How Isn't that make, great? How do they make money? Seatguru.com. I, yeah, I don't yeah, know. What, 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 <laughs> and it also now, I think they also do, I think they do like stadiums and theaters. So, you know, if there's um, like a shitty pole in front of you. Well, mm-hmm. I could have used that years ago when yeah. I got stuck behind a, a pole at uh, Barclays for a hockey game because Barclays was not good. Was it, a, was it a uh, ice hockey game? Yeah, they no, were built it was, for No, it. it was a fucking field hockey game. Well, Judy, yeah. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I'll go to a field hockey game. Wait, Judy. I went I, to- There's got to be a hot game around here. Henry, my son Henry, Throw he loves out. hockey. Yeah. Hockey. He loves hockey, and, which is interesting because none of us like ice hockey, but the do- his donor, I looked up all this information about donor, loved ice hockey. Really? Isn't that- mm. Yes. Wow. And Henry's always taken ice hockey, and he's a really good um, skater. Anyway- so we went to a hockey game at wherever in New York. The Garden? Yes. You can't even fucking see the puck. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? They're all like cheering. I'm like, where's the fucking puck? You can't fucking see the puck. Hockey's better live than on TV. I, I find it tougher to, to watch on TV. It's one of the things um, we got hooked up with good seats years ago, uh, second row. And one of the guys with us was a non-believer. Even without seat guru? <laughs> Even without seat Shut guru. Shut up, just Chris. magic happened. <laughs> um, and so one of my boys uh, was talking shit about it. It's like, this is exciting. Can't see nothing. This is exciting. And he's just pontificating all this horse shit. And um, all of a sudden, a puck <laughs> hits the glass inches from him. Oh and he's like, oh, and I go, was that, was that boring? Do you want to sleep yeah. now, though? Do you want to take a goddamn nap now? It was, a, it was like the second year of Vegas having a team, and it was a mm-hmm. Vegas game, so I'm like pumped yeah. up and shit, and it's like, dude, this is boring. Blah, blah, blah. He's all yip-yapping, yeah. trying to change the world. It's like, bam. Yeah, he got a karma puck. Okay, here's, what, here's another question I have about hockey. And I've discussed this multiple... Okay, the people we were talking about were the older guy with the hot woman. Mm-hmm. They... Just got changed, and he has a fucking suitcase. So they just snuck into this hotel, 
Look at him. Oh, this guy? Yeah, he's got, look at this, they, they have luggage. Well, I, when walking up here, I, I loved seeing a dude in a fedora in the water. As a yeah. hat guy, bravo. Yeah. Bravo to him, his Love head, it. and his balls. Love God it. bless him. <laughs> okay. He's got like pants. What? pants These on. people are just it's hired. The best. They're just hired by the hotel to go down there. I just not don't understand, guessed. like, like who considered a pool for three hours? Like, I wish. I might do this after at my hotel. Yeah. But, Where's yeah. your hotel? Uh, I'm down. I screwed up totally. I uh, should have used Seat Geek, Hotel Geek, or <laughs> use your brains to where the venue and the action is for the festival. Geek. And uh, I'm downtown at the Ace and. Um, yeah. Wait, you're in downtown LA? Yeah, which walking around downtown LA, wonderful. Kind of fun. It's got a little edge to it. Oh, a I took a little public, edge? I took public transportation here. Oh my God. What'd you take? I took the B line and guys. It drops off right wait, here. Wait, you took yeah. the subway? Uh, guys, I will never bitch about the A train in New York City ever again. <laughs> um, I've lived in New York 16 years. You ready? I've never seen this in the train. Um, I'm, I was somewhat delayed getting here because a homeless guy got busted by the police because he was. Um, um, chasing the dragon, just casually pulls out um, uh, styrofoam or what is it with uh, not styrofoam, but the tin foil, and starts chasing the dragon like he's Harvey Keitel and Bad Lieutenant. Just starts smoking heroin oh in the middle God. of the train. <laughs> I've never seen that in a decade and a half. I thought the train was supposed to be nice here in L.A. I, yeah. I filmed a little bit of it. It is. Yeah. I said it to Chris and Emilio. I'm like, guys, this is unbelievable. This makes the G train look. Like the fucking uh, Soho That's house. crazy. I mean, it's LA. Insane. So uh, you, we ask anybody in LA, have you used the subway? And they'll always answer, oh, yeah, I used it once. That's what the girl at the, yeah. at the desk told me. Yeah. Like, and one it was time, supposed I to think. be. Yeah. It was supposed to be like the thing that was going to save LA. Yep. Bring Coco all the way to the airport and bag. It was supposed to like right. be this Right. It was big supposed thing. to be yeah. this whole thing. James. Judy. Now, Chris was has a boring life. He grew up with a younger <laughs> brother, his p Italian parents yeah. <laughs> in 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 uh, Westchester, Pennsylvania. Oh yeah. Blah, Bam went Margera. To, went yeah. to. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Bam Margera. Yeah, yeah. At, went to Temple University. Mm -hmm. Then went to there. LA. Yeah. <laughs> You grew up in Vegas. Yes. You were raised by your aunt and uncle. Is that correct? Grandparents. Well, yeah, okay, but, um, same thing. This is stuff I got from Henry. So I whatever. This. Oh, this is good. Let's yeah, I'm going to tell now. you, this is what a woman my son Henry is. Your research um, uh, department, by the way, no. is fascinating. Shut up. <laughs> Henry. No, it's I usually do the research uh -huh. and I asked Henry... I, I will call people and say who know the, uh, you know, and I'll say, <laughs> tell me something, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I usually do do it myself. But this this is what Henry said. OK, both parents absent. Um, never met real dad. Uh, mom is dead. Didn't have custody of me. Yeah. But she's been gone a minute. And she got, so I was wondering what I could tell Look, you. And, and by the way, he has a smile on his face. Well, no, this because is no, this one smile because last night I did Bobby's podcast and somehow this caught on and I had to leave to go host the 930. And then he was like, you got to come back, dude. People ask you questions. This is why. Yeah. Yeah. There's some wild shit. So, so you, why, why did your mother not have custody? Well, everybody, let's, it's time to, you remember what I was just talking about in the train? She did the other version of that. She had a, a, a heroin problem. Wasn't the best thing in the world. So my grandparents took custody of me after like 28 days. So you were 28 days old? 28. I was named Norris Brent Fleming. The second. No way. My, uh, I don't know this guy. Can I call you Norris? It'd be, I should have. It would have been a great 
great. Norris Fleming. Norris or and North Brent. At, Norris Brent. Norris Brent. God. What the damn. fuck kind of name is that? So, um, that's <laughs> a. Uh, that, that's a Take sophisticated. A that's a sophisticated. That name. would be good in your fucking soap <laughs> opera. Yes, it would. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Norris Brent Fleming. So yeah. this gentleman, captain of industry. Yeah. yeah. Well, this gentleman was a um, uh, was a Creole um, fella from Louisiana, uh, a, a black fella. I found this out at twenty one. That my uh, he's not my biological father, but he was going out with my mom at that point, and. Uh, she your also, mother was pregnant with, with someone else's baby, but at the time of your birth, she was with Creole. Also, um, she did some business that wasn't um, uh, 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 legal in most parts of Nevada at that point. Uh, yeah, she was a prostitute, so it's uh, God only knows. Yeah. And did you— Netflix so, is a joke festival, everybody. Let's woo! get a laugh, in, motherfucker. Now, so do you <laughs> remember her? What, like, what do you remember about her? Well, she has been dead about 10 years. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she was kind of nuts. She had a few years where she put it together. And then, what, how old were you for the put together years? Let's see. College, she was pretty much together. And then right when I was leaving was pretty all right. And then a few months in, the the wheels on the bus came. They were not going round and round. They did not. They were flying all over the goddamn freeway. Right. Yeah, it was no bueno. So you... So you <laughs> For you, for, how old were you when you realized your grandparents were not your parents? I knew that early. My mom would come in and out, and she had a dude with her. This guy, Mike Weiss. I called him daddy. And wait, Jewish? Apparently, I don't. Ah, I didn't get it wait. Where's my bell? bell. A goddamn ding, ding. fucking bell. Where are you? Go ahead. And then one day, my aunts are watching me during the day. Yeah. And I bring up my dad and my aunt Michelle and my aunt Sherry. Pause. Just yeah. like that, right on a dime. And they looked at each other and then turned to me and goes, oh, honey, that's not your real father. Uh, we don't know who your real father is. And then they walked out the room and left me with uh, USA's Cartoon Express. It, yeah. Think about like just dropping that bomb. It's like, yeah, now enjoy Grape Ape. Dinner's at six. Yeah, dinner's at six. So Long John Silver's your least yeah. favorite. It's going to be a real <laughs> shitty day. So you stayed with your grandparents. Oh, yeah. And you went to school and you're an only child with your grandparents. That I know, yeah. Okay, so then- did your grandparents have other children besides your mother? Oh, a slew of them. And so there's a- A slew of them? A, a bunch of them. My, uh, my oldest uncle, him and his wife are like my parents now. So like Hendry was like, like accurate. Hendry? I always call him Hendry. Good fellas, man. Come on, Chris gets that. Come on, man. Oh, absolutely. Hendry! Yeah. Okay. And so they're like my parents now. But, so I never lived with him, but I basically lived with all my aunts and uncles at a certain point. They were in and out. So it's kind of like a hybrid- Did you feel yes. loved? I did feel loved, but there was a- Do you feel loved now? Oh, here, absolutely. With but Judy, did, I you, mean, but the, you're uh, the, the crew. You're going to school and you're seeing all these people with quote unquote intact families. Yeah. It, Were you like, fuck, it's Mother's Day, fuck, it's fuck. Like, I, this is shit I had to deal with with my kids because I'm a les. Yeah, you know. So it's weird. Yeah. And then also after 9 11, all these kids had no one parent dead. Oh, or, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I, I hated those fucking things. But, did you feel like, oh, fuck? Not at all until now I hate all holidays that aren't Halloween or the day after, which we don't even celebrate uh, gringos, uh, goddamn uh, Day of the Dead. Which, also, these are days are that those are days that are basically about death and, and nonsense. Mm -hmm. So it's good. I now because technically I, All Souls Day, All is Souls it? Day, yeah, yeah, which is a beautiful mm -hmm. day. So now let's see. I have basically because I, I got close to my stepdad. He just died a couple years ago. So I have like two dead dads. I have two dead moms basically, and then my yeah. So 
I hate those days. I hate, mm -hmm. I can't stand them. I, I, most holidays right. I and hate because it reminds me who's not there. And it's bullshit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So were you good in school? At, around fifth grade, I got my shit together. Till before then, I was just hair all over the place, conferences every two weeks, getting well, in did fights. Did you chew on your shirt like my kids did? Oh my God. Boys <laughs> chew on their shirts. Yes. I chewed on and, toys. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. All these my Star kid, Wars. The, it's very common for boys to chew on. The, the, I would pick them up at school. The, their shirt was soaking fucking wet. Yeah, did you do that? It's always in a pattern. Well, my son. Yeah. It's always in a pattern. And I'm like, oh, the first couple times, you're not really sure what's going on. Like, what did you spill? Or what have you right, been drinking? Right, right, right. Then you catch him like in the corner of your eye. Right. Like and you're half like, the shirt's in his mouth. What the fuck? And yeah. it's all, yeah. and it's all yes. like. Is it nerves? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. know. It's a boy thing. It is it's a boy, boy thing. thing. Yeah. Never had that problem with our daughter. Okay. Now, both parents absent. Ask him about when he made comedy his full-time job and leaving the restaurant he worked at. But before we do that, I want to know, <laughs> you're in this. Were your parents, were your grandparents, like, did they have regular jobs? Were they not drug addicts? Were they, they like. So, uh, grandpa owned a restaurant. And when he did that full time is when we went from middle class to poor. He was a legendary food and beverage guy in Vegas. He had a, like a lot of falling outs with people like Steve Wynn. So when I went and opened up for Chris at the, the Wynn, it really felt like I'm, I'm Idio Montoya. I'm here to avenge my grandfather. <laughs> like that. Um, but my pops was hard headed. He would have been in the mafia probably. If he was full-blooded Italian, but he had the German blood, and so he ended was up— Was he part German, part Italian? Yeah, yeah he was a happy— Now, Chris Mancini is all Italian. God bless. Yeah. What part of the boot? Um, Northern Italy. Oh, look at you. Yeah, around there, I think. And it, we have, like, some—like, um, every once in a while, I would get, like, an aunt or somebody talking, like, where did we really come from? And it, it spilled out every once in a while that there was someone who had to leave Italy in a hurry— uh, like, oh, that yeah. is the Jews. First of all, the Jews' entire fucking existence is like, get the fuck out of yeah. here. We hate you. Bye now. And then we yeah. have to go. And then we get there. Yeah. We stay there. We're like, oh, mm -hmm. this is fun. And they're like, get the fuck out of here. So don't yeah, even yeah. start with me. Wait, let me ring my bell. Go ahead. Hit it. And it was uh, it was yeah. about like um, like oh maybe we're descended from royalty but then it was like yeah but it was more like a nanny that had to leave okay <laughs> oh. okay that kind of oh that's even better yeah yeah I like that. <laughs> tell me about your family we had to leave yeah, who yeah, left yeah. so oh she was a nanny yeah yeah so how did your grandparents end up in in Vegas they're not from Vegas right my grandma left after the war where did she, where was she from in Germany. And so she, I gotta go because this I'm Jewish and this is a, so she was in she left after the war so yeah there's yeah, but, I have some questions well there. the fighting the, she uh, the, like the first day that the the country got bombed she was like nine eight she was going to her grandma's and she wanted to go to the movies and she ended up was really pissed and she went to her grandma's and the movie theater got bombed and yeah and then so her wow. her whole wow. like her like pro, these her teen Did years she have an act an accent. A little bit, yeah. Jams? No, no. Gets in here. No wonder your fucking mother was a prostitute and crack addict. No, uh, she. you would hear it when she get mad. All my boys to this day when they impersonate is like, God damn it, bullshit. Like she had that thick Were accent. you scared of her? No, no, but she'd give a look. My, my grandpa gave a look. You better. Is uh, he Italian? Italian, German. You better get the fuck out. He's Italian, my German grandpa, too? Well, the grandpa. So the grandpa, Italian, German. The grandma, German, German. And then dad, dad, oh, that's really. But the dad, the speculation before everyone was dead with any information was either a Jewish fella they speculate, 
or a Mexican fella. But you could get your DNA done and find out. I didn't want to do it. I had an ex-girlfriend get it for me, and um, I didn't want to spit in the cup. This is going to sound bad now with the pandemic because I didn't want the government to have my DNA, even though I happily will get eight more vaccines right now. Right. I don't give a shit. <laughs> but, like, uh, I was like, I'm not going to spit in the cup, blah, blah, blah. And then, uh, yeah. Okay. I am going to say, uh, <laughs> let me get my bell out. As a Jew... I feel that you have some Jew blood in you. It has to. <laughs> right? And if there wasn't, like, if the right came back, they're not going to believe that my dad was from Monterey. Oh, no, no. He's from Mexico City. Yeah. They're not going to believe that shit. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, I love your transition. I'm <laughs> so your father, I mean, your grandfather got, they, why did they move to Vegas? Where'd they move to Vegas from? Rochester. New York? Yeah. America's oh, wow. Playground. Yeah. I, Right. And then they went to Reno. Back, a lot of, lot of Italians in Rochester. Absolutely full. <laughs> yeah. Right. And the Italians apparently came to Canada, which was like uh, And then Toronto. they said, yeah, we're going to go down to yes. Rochester. Okay. Yes. And then, so, and then they moved. Why did they move to Vegas? Well, they went to Reno first. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, all these winners. And then just, yeah, the casino business. Because once again, Pops never told me, but he was like shooting dice in the street. He told me. He told me that part. But when you're not full-blooded Italian, you can't join the mafia. But you can run their casino. Chris knows that. He nodded his head. Yeah, that's yeah. It's, they changed you know, the rule now. It's it's a little different now, but back then it was very traditional. Yeah. They wanted to trace <laughs> your roots because they felt that But there were Jewish guys in the mob. But they could but never they were be the members. Accountants. But, oh, okay. Yeah. No, no, but there were some guys who would have run like that guy in the Sopranos is based on a real dude. Consigliere. Yeah. In right. a way, yeah. They can't officially be that. Mm -hmm. But yes. In a sense. Okay. It's I like, love that I'm breaking like, down the mafia in the middle of this. It, it, okay. It's like, at the W Hotel. It's like on Rudy. <laughs> you know, Rudy couldn't really be on the team, but he was still a part of the team. He right. get that one sack. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they moved to Vegas and with your mother? Is it, is, did Ma they, was born in Reno, but yeah. Oh, no. She was born in Rochester. And then, yeah. She's then the then they moved there. to Reno. So she grew up in Vegas. Oh, in yeah. This, oh, yeah. Before it was like suburbanized. Yo, that, and the same house now I grew there's, up in. Really? And there was like lizards. When I was a kid, there was lizards and shit. And, and then like. Okay. So you grow up in, were you in her room? I ended up getting her room. I basically, I'm the only person in there that had every room, but the main room. Like I, I bounced around everywhere. Like, like as I was growing up. Yeah. It, but in but I had her house. room at one point and then she moved in <laughs> at one point when I left and took my room. So that's, that's the weird, if you want to know how fucked up I am. How old was your mother when she had you? 20. Wow. It's young. That's young. Yeah. She's a baby. And so, okay. So fifth grade, you you have this change of heart. And you're like, I'm going to do well in school. Yeah, I don't know or, what clicked. Maybe the cool teacher. but I It's the Jew in you. you it was the Jew in you. <laughs> okay. The okay. And then you go to high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, what are you into in high school? Um, are you into Dungeons and Dragons? Never. Like Chris Mancini. No. This kid was going to pick me up in 10th grade. He was a cool <laughs> senior. And he never showed up, and I never got into goddamn Dungeons & Dragons. Probably a blessing. I was into sports heavy early. <laughs> like what sports? The, uh, basketball was my passion. I got cut from the team ninth to 10th grade. Fuck but, that. But I got into, well, I wasn't good. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I couldn't dribble. And then I ended up doing theater, and so that worked out for me. And then I got into, like, music and that, and I grew my hair out when I had hair. And... I was trying to be cool, and uh, I was mm -hmm. performing bands and shit. And then I got back kind of into sports. But, yeah, I was into, like, was like, oh, look at that rock dude who acts. And I, right. Oh, Did you, horrible. now were you smoking pot? Never. Because of all, so my aunts and uncles would babysit me. And i like, pot's not a big deal, but I remember them babysitting me and getting high, hanging on the couch. And I'm like, hey, do you want to do this? They're like, no, we want to rest. 
they'd rest for like the seven of right. the eight hours. Right, right, yeah. right. And I'm stuck reading the same fucking Power Pack right. comic book. <laughs> I don't even like fucking Power Pack because they change their powers every three weeks. And uh, so what, I feel bad because I know weed ain't nothing, but like uh, when my old roommates would smoke, they thought I was judging them. I'm like, no, I'm not judging you. It's cool, but I smell it. You you smell and you think of like fun. I smell uh, neglect. That yeah. just reminds right, me of right, neglect. Right. So it was like, so I never did it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, which I, I love. Do it either, yeah, yeah. God bless. But I, I'm stoned right now. I'm not. Yeah. Um, I did it. Probably I loved them down it. there. I'll tell you. But I know. Well, surrounded by it though. Well, you time. know, it's yeah. now it's now legal. You walk down the street in New York. You yes. all you do is smell marijuana. I don't Thank you so much for listening to part one of the very special Netflix is a Joke episode of Kill Me Now with comedians Chris Mancini and James Matter. Kill Me Now is produced by Laura Vogel, edited by Colin Schmeling. This podcast would not be possible without the help of Brittany Jo Sowards, my beloved assistant. Also, I'd like to thank all the people who recorded this uh, from SiriusXM. I forgot their names, but I love you. They were really nice. Also, if you enjoy my show and you haven't subscribed and left a review, like, what is the point? I need you. I need you. So please do that five stars only. I think my Uber rating is is going up because I am so nice to the Uber drivers. I'm going to check it and I'll have an update for you next week on what my Uber, uh, my Lyft rating is great. I don't know why the Lyft drivers like me. I'm going to go, as my mother would say, anti-Semitic in the Uber. Also, uh, I just wanted to tell you, please go to judygold.com because I have a lot of dates coming up. I am going to Israel to watch my son play basketball. If I had the if I had the bell right next to me right now, I would be ringing it. Ding, 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 ding. I might have to go get it. No, I don't feel like it. Uh, if you haven't purchased my book, yes, I can say that. When they come for the comedians, we're all in trouble. What is wrong with you? It is such a great book. And it's summer, and you sit at the beach, and you read, and you can laugh at read. You know what I'm saying? Also, please buy James Mattern's album. It's coming out this week. Check out Chris Mancini, author. Um, Check out my guests, because they're really interesting, and they're fun. Oh, Twitter, Instagram. I'm doing more TikToks. Everyone calm down. I'm going to do more shooting the shits. I just haven't had time. And it's at Judy Gold, J-E-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D. Also, enjoying immensely the January 6th hearings. Because the truth will set you free. Hopefully. Please, God. What else do I have to tell you? Um, I'm all better from COVID. Please be careful. It's not fun. I don't know what else to tell you. Wear sunscreen. That's my that's my tip for the week. Wear sunscreen. And... Um, you know, be kind and rewind. Who knows? Who remembers that? Be kind, rewind. Uh-huh. Only the old people. Also, thank you, whoever's listening to the end. Thank you. I love you more than anything. Please come see me perform. I like an audience. And I love you. I love you all for listening. And <clears throat> see, I do have a lot of phlegm. And it could be because of my dairy intake or it could be leftover COVID. I am blaming it on COVID because I love cheese. So, sorry. And I know that's probably what it's from. And I enjoy my raisin bran in the morning. But, you know, I I can't live without things that I love. Also, I did do a sleep clinic sleepover thing. And, um, yeah. 
I can't wait. To, I'm going to let you know at the end of the next episode what the results were, if I have them. If not, you'll have to wait a week. But anyway, I love you all. Thank you for listening. And as we always say, so long. <laughs>